What is going on, guys? And welcome to or welcome back to the My Three Cents podcast. Guys, my name is Olivia. And if you have never been here before, it is so amazing to have you here. If you have been here before, then ooh, you know that we are about to have a good time. Guys, today we may be opening a little bit of a can of worms together. And I'm going to say that just honestly, uh, because I think that we really could be. Because here's the thing. You already know by clicking on this episode that we are going to be talking about the 75 day hard challenge. Okay. And this challenge is something that I feel like has a huge cult following. There are people who love and ride hard for this challenge. There are people who credit a lot of their results, a lot of their success, a lot of their fat loss, or a lot of their muscle gain, a lot of their ability to be who they are, attaining what they're attaining, sustaining what they're sustaining like really with the kickstart that this challenge is. And then I also think that there's a lot of people who absolutely are anti 75 day hard. They don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. And it's really something that not only gives them the ick, but like really is just an absolute no go for them. And here's the thing at this point in 2023, I think that we could all pretty much say, especially if you are in the demographic that's listening to this podcast right now, If you have not personally done the 75 day hard, you have likely known somebody that has done the 75 day hard, either in person or online, and you have likely some connection to it, or you have a little bit of understanding of the 75 day hard challenge. If you have no idea what this is, I will go through all the rules with you here in just a second. But based on where we're at right now, I really am just going to put the opinion out there that this is one of the most popularized diets and challenges that I have seen, especially over the last several years. This is one of the most popular things. I think that Octavia really had its moment in the sun. I think Weight Watchers had its moment in the sun. I think that Noom had its moment in the sun. A lot of those I've seen really like peak and then drop off. One thing that I have seen very consistently though over the last several years really is the 75 day hard challenge. And as someone who has been inside of the fitness community, honestly, for about the last decade, um, well before I was even consistently making any progress on my fitness journey or really doing anything or taking any action, um, you know, I was lurking. I was on YouTube. I was on Facebook pages. I was on email lists. I was absorbing content. I was reading articles on bodybuilding.com. Like I was meant in the fitness world before I was actually fitnessing in the fitness world. And here's the thing. I've seen this challenge. I feel like really just gain momentum and gain momentum and gain eyes and gain popularity, especially with the pandemic. And with, I think TikTok honestly has been just something that has made this explode on every social media platform. You're going to have a hashtag of 75 day hard challenge. There's audios about it on TikTok. And like I said, if you haven't done it, you likely know somebody who's done it. And it's just so widely popular now. And you know what it really is, right? Because going over the rules, what it is, is it is a 75 day long challenge that has five rules that make up the challenge. And to be able to complete this challenge successfully, you have to complete all five rules daily. And it has the kind of asterisk on here that if you don't complete everything, if you have any slip up or any failure whatsoever, if you fail anything, you start over back to day one tomorrow. So the slate gets wiped clean, okay? So first things first, the first rule is that you follow a diet, okay? You have zero cheats, no cheat meals allowed, and no alcohol allowed. Okay. Rule number two is daily. You have two 45 minute workouts, one of which has to be outside. 
Rule three is that daily you drink a gallon of water. Rule four is that you read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. It can be personal development. It can be a growth-oriented book. Audiobooks, off the table. Has to be with your eyes. And then the last rule of this is that daily you take progress photos and get your camera out and take a photo of yourself each and every day. And like I said at the beginning, if you fail anything or fail to complete any aspect of this, doesn't matter what day you're on, you're starting over. You start over if it's not completed perfectly. And, you know, in reading these rules, there's likely kind of two parties that are happening on the other side of this podcast. You might be in like the school of thought of like, well, that doesn't sound too bad. You know, especially if you were like an athlete in a past life or have like experience, maybe you played football, maybe you played soccer, maybe you were a college athlete. You're like, yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. I've done stuff like that before. Or like, oh yeah, or I've done this or I've considered this or oh, okay, like that, that's not too intense. I don't get what all the fuss is about. Or you might be on the other end of this of like, absolutely not. That is so rigid. I would hate this. The all or nothing mentality that this has is just so not my vibe. Um, and I want to be very honest with you guys. I have at times in my life very much been on both sides of the fence here. I think that had I known about the 75 hard challenge years ago at the beginning of my fitness journey, I likely would have done it. If I would have seen this challenge whenever I was in like my like college age years, I would have been all over this. But now also, I have definitely spent my fair share of time on the other side of this, where I have absolutely just loathed this strategy. I have loathed this challenge. And I've really felt that way because I feel like it works until it doesn't. And it's sustainable until it's not. But so often I think that strategies like this that are this level of rigid, they can be so discouraging because it's like, okay, well, what if at one point during the 75 day span, it's your daughter's birthday or it's a family get together or it's your birthday or it's Christmas. If you know that if you have to cheat, if you know that you are going to have a piece of cake at this birthday party and that's going to set you back, then here's the thing. It kind of drops you into a few different options. First things first, you wait until life is not doing anything for you to do something in your fitness journey. That's not how fitnessing should be. We don't really get an option to wait until the waters of life are totally calm so that then we get to be healthy, right? We got to be healthy now. We got to be healthy today. We got to be moving forward. And I think it's really reasonable also given the rules of this challenge if we're like, oh, but I don't want to be on day 44 at this point and then go back to one the next day because I really want to also enjoy this birthday. So it really can kind of feel like a tug of war, right? Or I think it can create this, you know, really all or nothing mentality. I think that that's what this challenge really fosters of like, I am so all in in my goals. It's the most important thing. I'm carving out, you know, 90 minutes to two hours every single day to get it, dedicate to this goal. Um, and I think that it can, you know, really be just pedestalizing sacrifice in a fitness journey. And I think that, you know, my personal opinion and my, my ladies in my small group, my fat loss incubator, they know, cause I've shared this with them that, you know, in any other place in our life, when we're starting new habits or lifestyle changes, we don't look to do the hardest possible thing. We look for the reasonable thing, right? We're not going to sign up our five-year-old to go into 12th grade. We're going to put them in kindergarten, put them into first grade, have something that's age appropriate and like a reasonable level of challenge. Why? Because we want them to grow and we want them to learn. And it's okay if we're not starting out on like level 50 of the video game, 
before we like go through levels one to 49. I think in fitness, it seems to be like the knee jerk all around to do the hardest thing because it's going to have the most payoff. And I think also as just humans, there is an appeal in doing things that other people can't. I think it's driven by status. I think it's driven by ego. And if we're honest, we all like to feel special. We all like to be the winner. We all like to feel unique. And I think also we like to do hard stuff so that we can feel like we can persevere through hard things. And I don't say that to single anybody out. I say that because I feel like that's pretty true for a lot of people across the board. I think that this challenge is something that is appealing in that way, but I also think that it's something that, you know, it can also so quickly and so easily lead to having fitness just feel discouraging and unsustainable because it's like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I can't make time every day for a 45-minute workout. Right now, four days a week and five days a week is like chef's kiss for me in this season. Sure, could one be a walk? Absolutely, but here's the thing. I don't know about you, but my toddler cannot stay in a stroller long enough for me to walk for 45 minutes straight. If he can, that's likely not an everyday thing. I'm likely not going on a 45-minute walk with no pauses, right? I think if you go into this challenge with the opportunity of like, this is a framework and I'm going to work off of this, I'm going to do it my way. I think there's opportunity for this to be really effective. But at the end of the day, I think that, you know, this challenge is something that the bottom line, this challenge is for 99.999% of people, it's going to be a sprint of hard work followed up with, whoof, that was hard. Whoof, that was hard. I'm glad that's over that this challenge is likely not regularly, if ever, going to translate into, I'm going to do this for 150 days at a time. I'm going to do this every day. And I think that there's a lot of power in choosing a strategy that you can commit to now and always. And I don't necessarily think that doing like a challenge with a sprint mentality is actually getting us as far as we think it will, right? Because here's the thing, what I have seen with my own two eyes as a result of a challenge like this and of similar diet structures is like, I just got to make it to the end and then I'm going to start planning my cheat meal. I just got to make it to this day and then I'm going to go back to eating normal. I can't wait to eat normal after I'm off this diet. And here's, here's my issue with that. I think if we can't wait to be off the diet, even if we love the results, we have to understand that if you are itching to get past this season and get past this focus, that that literally is representing that this is not a long-term fit for you. So it kind of begs the question of if even if you're making the most amazing results possible, what are you going to do once you get the results if you don't want to continue doing the thing that got you the results? What is your next, what's your next step? What, what's the plan? What are you going to do? Here's the thing. You guys know that I have been a macro tracker for years and years and years. That is my vibe. Right now, I'm in my intuitive eating era. Okay, I'm in my intuitive eating era. I got my my fitness pal streak to I think it was like 374, 76 days. Um, and then I decided I wanted to take a break. And so I am. Because here's the thing, I don't think that we need to track macros until we're in the nursing home to be like, you know, fit and healthy and successful. I just don't think we need to be that. I, I don't think we should also feel like we have to. So I love to take seasons of, I'm just not going to be tracking everything that I eat right now. And here's the thing, macros has not only helped me create such a deep understanding and deep knowledge base whenever it comes to food and nutrition, 
that I'm not only able to maintain my weight, but continue to see progress and, and sustain my habits and sustain my lifestyle with so much ease because I have the knowledge of what's going in my body. I understand portion sizes. I understand energy balance. I'm getting in a ton of fiber and I know it because I have the knowledge because I tracked macros. I think that macros are a great start to build the intuitive eating. That is the lifelong strategy that I think you know exists for most of us. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have my nose in a MyFitnessPal app when I'm 45 years old after doing it for 25 years. I don't want to do that, right? I I don't want to feel like I have to do that. If I am doing it, I want it to be purely because I want to, purely because I desire to, but I don't want to be reliant on it. And my, my two cents is that macros are something that has grown with me. It is flexible in every season of my life. It is attainable no matter where I am, what state I'm in or what I'm doing, if I'm on vacation or not. It's reasonable if I'm making the food or if somebody else is making the food, if it's Easter or Thanksgiving or Halloween or Christmas, I can be consistent and I can have flexibility. And I absolutely love that. And I love that my strategies in my life never felt like something I was itching to stop. Now, what I will say is I do oftentimes hear of macro tracking being the diet that you know, ladies or or people choose to follow in the 75 day hard. I think that is a very wise decision because it is literally flexible dieting that you could have the piece of cake at a birthday and you could have, you know, the soft pretzel at the mall and you're not deferring from your diet. You're just prioritizing what food you're putting in your body each day, right? No alcohol still applies. No cheats still apply, but a cheat, whatever fits into your diet structure, because in macros, no foods are off limits right? It allows you to have a little bit of flexibility. I think that is if you're doing this challenge, I'm going to really encourage you to do macros just because quite honestly, I love macros. But I think that at the end of the day, so often we put so much emphasis on doing these short-term all-in strategies whenever so often the result is like, it's either too hard to put that much gas into my fitness journey each and every day. Energetically, it's not a match. It's not really a lifestyle match. It's going to be a really challenging, a lot of friction. I think that for the right people in the right season, this can work. But I think no matter who you are, no one is doing this 365 days a year. And if there is one person who is doing this every single day, hats off to them. That is amazing. And I'm so glad that it's sustainable for them. But this is a long-term strategy that is sustainable for very few people, if anybody. Okay. And I understand and I respect that this is a short-term challenge for that reason alone. Now, what I will say is I am not a hater on this challenge. I have spent my time being a hater. I have spent my time being a lover of challenges like this. I personally, as a person, I love challenges. You guys know I run challenges, whether it's step challenges, whether it's water challenges. I run challenges regularly, habit challenges. I love running challenges. I love them. I do a month. I'll do seven days. I'm having a challenge upcoming in this month. So keep your eye on my page if you guys want to be involved. My challenges are such a vibe and they're so much fun. Um, I'm not inherently against challenges. And I think that, you know, for some people, it takes a really special person for this to be their challenge and their vibe and their kickstart to their fat loss and their kickstart to their results. But here's the thing. I'm not inherently against this. And here's why. First things first, I think that for some people, this strategy isn't necessarily all bad because I think that there's a way that you can do this in a really realistic space. Here's the thing, I actually don't think it's super unrealistic to track your macros every day and hit inside of your macro protocols for a little over two months, okay? Two months and two weeks, 10-week challenge. I think that that's pretty realistic. I think it's very realistic to not go haywire and have cheat meals and alcohol for 10 weeks. I think it's realistic to drink a gallon of water every day for 10 weeks. 
I think it's very realistic to read 10 pages of nonfiction, a, a book, whatever it is, whether it is the Bible, whether it is a personal development book, 10 pages with your eyeballs every day. And I also don't think it's unrealistic to take your progress photos every single day. When it comes to progress photos, I think it's more to get in the routine and habit of doing it. I'm going to be honest, I don't see the benefit in doing it every day. It seems kind of fussy to me personally. <laughs> I, think, I think weekly is just fine. However, I think that, you know, my major qualm with this challenge, honestly, is the 90 minutes of exercise every single day with one having to be outside. Because um, I think that what I know about the woman's body and how much our bodies respond to stress, especially if you are a wife, if you are a mother, if you are postpartum, if you are breastfeeding, if you fall into doing lots of things with your body, being in a higher stress life, maybe you have a busy, a busy life, a really demanding job. Stress is one of those things that absolutely can crush results. Over-exercising, under-eating, especially if you're calculating your own macro protocols or you're just going into MyFitnessPal and having MyFitnessPal's algorithm really plug in macros for you. I'm going to tell you, I hate that so much that it does that. They are so whack. They are so off. They are so wrong. It takes zero into consideration about what your medical and diet history looks like. And whenever we're talking about your one body and your metabolism, it's super important. We always look at you, the whole person, not you and your you know BMI and your height. It just absolutely... Oh, I just can't. I roll my eyes at that feature of my fitness palette. I would wish they did not have it. But all to say, my major qualm with 75 day hard is really going to be the 90 minutes of total exercise a day. Because here's the thing, no matter what is bringing stress into our body, no matter what, if it's the demanding life, if it's the low sleep because of little kids, if it's the move, if it's the house, if it's the baby, if it's the marriage, if it's the whatever, the job or baseball season, whatever it is, our body, whenever we get to a certain level of being stressed out, and that threshold is not a one size fits all. It's different for every person and, and every woman. It's so different. When our body starts to feel extremely stressed, this can happen from low sleep. This can happen from poor nutrition. This can happen from over caffeinating. This can happen from over exercising. This can happen from life stress. And this can also happen from under eating, restricting food, having you know caloric stress, right? Metabolic stress. Your body's not getting enough. When our bodies start to feel overly stressed, it is the most common thing to see plateau in progress, halted results, because our body can sometimes be like on pause, okay? Or like paralyzed a little bit with results if our body is dealing with a lot, a lot, a lot of stress or hormonal imbalances or problems with our body on a deeper level because of all the stress that's going on. And I think that this, this challenge to me, I'm gonna be very honest with you, is very much like a masculine energy challenge. Like I feel like this is, it's giving like boy vibes. And maybe that's like weird to say, but I feel like this challenge is like very, you know, <laughs> it's giving bodybuilder or like football player energy to me. I don't know if I'm alone in that. But I think that at the end of the day, this challenge can be a good fit for some people. Here's the thing. I actually am not mad about this diet if we really just even swap out what the workouts look like. Take one walk a day and then do your training four times a week or do whatever. Hit your step goal every day. I think that if we take out what workouts look like, I think truly the rest of it isn't totally unreasonable. 
really don't think it's that unreasonable. I think that, you know, this challenge is not the sole way that you're going to get results. This challenge is not the only way. It's extremely popular on social media, and I don't think it's going to be less so with how beloved it really is. But I also think from where I stand, I think that worst case scenario, if you are someone who has you know, zero healthy habits before starting a challenge like this and you go in and you do this challenge, if you come out of this challenge on the other side and you're consistently following a macronutrient split and you understand your food better and you are moving your body daily, even if it's not in 45 minutes, it doesn't matter. If you're moving your body daily, going on a walk daily, even it's 10 minutes around your block with your dog and you're drinking your water daily and then you've gotten in the habit of reading 10 pages of whatever daily, I think that that is a wonderful life. I think that's a wonderful habit that you've built in so many different areas. And I think that with that then foundation, you have so much knowledge, so much awareness, and you have such an incredible opportunity to just kind of take that and take the rocket ship all the way to the moon, just like genuinely blow it up. Um, I think that, you know, like I said, parts of this challenge, I think is not sustainable. I don't think that, you know, of two 45 minute workouts a day are sustainable for the vast majority of the population. Um, I think a lot of it can be pretty reasonable and can be sustainable. Might be something that we work up to, right? And and allow that learning curve. I don't think that I necessarily agree with like, if you don't do it right from the get-go, you're kicked out, you start over. Um, But I also think that sometimes having like harsh boundaries can be a really great teacher when we're learning new skills, right? Like if we are learning how to manage our time and we're a freshman in college and our professor says on the first day of class, if you are one minute late to class, the door is gonna be locked and you can't come in. Sometimes those hard boundaries, I mean, I think that they work for some people. I know that if I was told that, I'd be like, oh, okay, I will be here 15 minutes early, right? You take it really seriously on a different level. And I think that for some people, if they're not getting the results that they desire in their health and fitness journey, sometimes the the reason why is because they're not on the level of commitment and devotion that they need to be, even from a very realistic standpoint, to be able to get the results that they desire. And, And I think that sometimes the harsh boundaries honestly, they they work for some people, not for everybody, right? I think that this challenge, if you hear one thing that I say, I think that there's a case for why this challenge can be beneficial and why this challenge could potentially suck. And it's not going to be a one size fits all. It's really independently, you know, it's really based on context of who you are. It's like totally based on you. Um, I think that, you know, this challenge, a couple of the things that I will say that I love about it is that I think the focus of this is wonderful because the the focus of this challenge is it's really a mental challenge. It's a challenge on how much can you show up daily. Stick-to-itiveness. It's, it's a challenge of consistency more than anything else. And you will know if you have ever worked with me or worked in any capacity with me, done a coaching call, done a challenge, anything. You know that I deeply, deeply lean towards the side of I would much rather 100% of the time focus on controlling your controllables, on controlling your actions, on controlling your day, and then let the chips of the results and success fall where they may, rather than focusing on the 10 pounds you want to lose and getting frustrated daily whenever the scale has only come down two ounces. I think whenever we focus on, I'm going to put my head down and be as consistent as possible, the results just happen because we are not so focused on them and overly focused on them. And I think that, you know, my favorite part of this challenge is that in no part of this challenge does this say you need to lose 30 pounds, you need to lose 10 pounds. And no part of this challenge is it a weight loss challenge. 
Yes, it is a challenge that is focusing on doing the actions that are going to produce results. But in this challenge, it's not you have to be lifting more weight than you were at the beginning. It's this is a mental toughness challenge. This is a get out of your routine challenge. This is more of like a transformation of your life and your habits and your patterns and your routines. This is like an overhaul of that, right? It's doing it a lot. But I think at the end of the day, this challenge, I get why it's appealing because it's simple, it's clear, it's to the point. I think that there's a lot of a community doing this. I'm sure there's Facebook groups and pages that are like truly devoted to just, you know, bring people together who are doing this. But, you know, from my professional opinion and from just, you know, being on kind of all sides of this and seeing so much of it, I will say that I don't think that this is for everybody. I don't see it consistently always putting everybody that tries this in a better state of health. I don't see this always being as successful as it's hoped to be by a lot of people doing it. I don't see the majority of people make it to day 75. Um, I see often that this is a discouraging thing and it feels unsustainable to be successful. And people can kind of look at themselves and feel like I'm the problem because I can't do this. Um, While I think personal responsibility is super important in health and fitness, I think if you can't be this level of consistent, it doesn't mean that you can't be healthy or that you can't be successful or that you can't be fit that you can't get results. And so I think that, you know, there's a case for both sides, but I also want to open this up to you guys because you guys know that I love to kind of toss it back to you. If you have done this and you have a personal experience with doing this, no matter if you were like a raving fan or you hated it or whatever it was, I would love to hear your story. I would genuinely love to hear from you over in my Instagram messages. It's at Olivia Lagoon's Fit. My first and last name are spelled. If you just look at the header of this podcast, um, you will see the little graphic with my name spelled. Go and find me on Instagram and send me a message. I would love to hear your experience. I would love to be able to just kind of listen and live through you and, and to hear what this was like for you. But all to say, guys, bringing this podcast to a close Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. And, you know, my ending notes are this could be great for you. It could suck for you, but, you know, use your discretion. Feel like you've done your research before you go into this and really, you know, be empowered to kind of make your own rules as well. Um, At the end of the day, though, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and just chatting with me about all of this. Guys, if you feel so inclined to rate my podcast or to send it or share it with a friend, that would be absolutely incredible. If you choose to leave a review, I would absolutely be so incredibly grateful. Um, That is a way that, you know, buy those reviews and by sending it to friends or putting it on your Instagram story and tagging me or by putting down a review, that is how I can help more people. Just know that the straight up truth about health and fitness and as someone who did not have access to that because I did not know what the truth was for so long, it caused so much frustration and it it honestly was just heartbreaking. It was so hard. Um, Fitness doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be confusing and I want that to be the message that, you know, gets heard around the world. So if you guys know of somebody who would benefit from this or if you enjoyed this conversation, you like me, you like the podcast, dude, I would really, really appreciate if you would be open to doing that. But regardless, I'm so excited to be able to share this episode with you. Come back next week for another new episode. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. Thanks for being here. Cheers to episode 39.